I just made a word up. That's so funny. <laughs> we just became a conglomerate. <laughs> Where did that word come from? More than five from? letters. More yeah, than five not, letters. That's, that's, right. that's five syllables. That's more than five letters. My husband works with computers, and that is very different <laughs> than ministry. Yeah. So I can throw something out, and you can say, that's stupid, Kay. We have a severe case of collective ADD. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Community and connection have been vitally important because, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's all your fault. There were 15 of us in a tiny room. With- we have no idea how professional or unprofessional this thing may turn out once we're done with it. Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping ministry leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Check, check one, two. Is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. My name is Chris Lynch, and as always, I am joined here on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast with Laura McLean, Caroline Wood, and Kay Wolfinger. Say hello, ladies. Hello, Hello. ladies. And we have a lady with us. Yes, we have lady is uh, Kay's. How old is lady Kay? I don't know. Seven or something like that. Seven year old. She's a rescue. What? It's a mutt, I guess. Yeah. Maybe miniature Italian greyhound. I don't know. But she decided that she wanted to be um, here with us today. Miniature Italian greyhound. Greyhound. Mm -hmm. That's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. We could could, could spend a whole podcast kind of unpacking that breed, I think. (laughs) We did a podcast once about one of my dogs. Well, we did. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. God rest her soul. Kay had a former um, canine that former. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the dog died. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know. Kay yeah, once I had a Kay once had a canine. What was a that pug. dog's name? A pug. What was his Lucy. name? Lucy. Lucy. Lucy and Lady. And we were recording a podcast on a different um, something different, and Kay had us on as guest, and we found out that Lucy. Uh, basically ran in circles all Walk. her life. Walked in circles. She didn't run. And not all, you don't have this story right at all. Later <laughs> in life, when we think she had dementia, as dogs, you know, kids, she was losing her mind and would only, she would just walk around in circles. Because I think one of her hips hurt. And so she only went one way. <laughs> So do mine, and so do I. (laughs) So so Lucy was like a NASCAR dog. She just made left hand turns. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the perfect. Lucy should have been like the uh, the NASCAR mascot. Right. So (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) I I never knew that you could find out. I I mean, how do you find out? My question has always been and will still be, how are we sure that a dog has dementia? I mean, what does a dog I don't know if it's dementia, but she they definitely lose their mind. I mean, we had one dog that started chewing woodwork out of the blue when she got old. (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's something with our house. Just think maybe it's it's something. I'm thinking this is nurture, not nature. So <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, happy we advent. Prepare ourselves for that. That's right. Yes, happy yes, advent yes. to work. all of our listeners. Uh, I cannot believe it is December. The first week of December is upon us. 
I was just sitting with my daughter last night. And I said, I can't believe we're this close to Christmas. Um, an incredible season uh, throughout our world, particularly for those of us in, in the church as, as we um, celebrate Advent. Um, Advent, I'll admit, was one of those things that uh, that maybe some of you listeners don't know as well as I was until I started dating Michelle, I grew up in a tradition that didn't really follow liturgical calendars. And so I was, uh, Advent is a fairly new thing to me. Um, but I have come, I've grown to really appreciate, uh, the liturgical calendar, uh, particularly Advent, um, as it really builds upon this idea of preparing and waiting, um, and expecting, uh, the, the, the birth of Christ. And then, as well as the the second coming of Christ, it's a it's a great time of of uh, of the year, and so we thought uh, on for the next couple few weeks on on our on the cultivating ministry podcast that we would talk a few uh, a few minutes each week about um, some of those uh, characteristics I guess or those uh, actions that that go along with Advent each and every year. We're going to start this week by talking about the, this idea of preparing um, and how we prepare. Uh, this season for the the coming of 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 the Christ child. So tell me, maybe we'll start here, ladies. Is kind of what what are you when you think about this preparing for Christ? What 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 what's the first thing that pops in your mind? What what's what jumps out at you about that idea of preparing in the Advent season? So just to dive right in, um, that's what there- we like around here. We don't yeah. like it. We don't like this stuff. We kind of just put our feet in the water. We 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 basically get the high diving cannonball, Carolyn. That's how we roll around <laughs> it here. Is so true. So um, there's a, a reading. Let me see where this is from. Our first ever. Right, this is sure a reading. Had a reading on on a, the cultivating ministry podcast. We're really well, I so I want to explain where this reading comes from. It's right. from. Fresh Bread by Joyce Rupp, and it it's um it talks about um, hospitality and preparing the nest mm. of your heart mm. to be hospitable to Christ and the Christ within you. So there's all kinds of metaphors in there with a nest and how it's made with leftovers and trash wow. and things and and then how carefully and how soft the middle is and. And so you could take that lots of different directions, that metaphor. But um, this reading from this, um, from Fresh Bread by Joyce Rupp, I usually spend some time with every Advent. Yeah. And think about how have I been hospitable to Christ living in my heart and how can I be more so? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned hospitality. I, I've done some work with a couple of churches here in the last um, few months around hospitality and radical hospitality. And there's a, I don't remember off the top of my head who wrote the book. I apologize, but it's called Clip In. And it's basically a book around helping churches um, think about how they are or are not hospitable. And in that um, book, the author makes the differentiation between a visitor and a guest. And he talks about this connects back to to preparation because he said that, you know, a visitor is someone who shows up kind of unannounced. And when a visitor shows up, 
um, you're surprised. You don't know. You didn't know they were coming. And typically you keep them on the front porch or at the door because you weren't ready to receive them as a visitor, even if they're, you know, now I'm sure that there's exceptions to all that, but that, so that's a visitor and usually they stay at the front door, but a guest uh, you've taken the time to prepare. Uh, you have a place for them to stay. You have a room they're going to sleep in or an air mattress or whatever it is, but because you knew they were coming, um, you've had time to prepare for them and then you welcome them into your home um, and I think that's something now that I, I hadn't thought about that till you mentioned that Caroline, that, that as you think about preparing, that's really what this is really all about. This, this Advent season of preparing is that we're preparing for this guest that we know is coming. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting now that, that, that but I, I love the, I love the dichotomy, I guess, for probably a bigger word than I should use, um, uh, <laughs> of, of the, of the, we, we're preparing for Christ who has come to this world, but we're also preparing for that second coming and, and um, this idea of being prepared for that, I think is pretty, pretty cool. And that's one thing that jumped, jumped out in my mind when you're talking about that idea of hospitality. Kay or Laura, you got anything you want to add to this idea of, of, of what, what do you think about when you think about preparing? I think about um, the fact that Advent doesn't just happen once, but it happens every year yeah. and how in our lives, we we prepare this place and and this season but then how quickly we get caught up in other things too and and what are ways that we can continue to make our nest hospi- our heart hospitable to Christ you know um that's and then of course the line let every heart prepare him room you know that mm. that just sings over and over in my head yeah Somebody needs to sing that for us, but then we probably get charged like some kind of copyright fee. So, and we were all terrible singers, probably as well. Say, so. I'd butcher it enough that they wouldn't Mm-mm. even know. <laughs> but everyone listening it. now is singing that in their minds mm-hmm. right now. They're singing, mm-hmm. "So come, let us adore." I mean, um, "Oh, come, all you faithful!" Right? I think that's what that was. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Kay, any thoughts on on preparing for for Advent? Well, I feel like um, Advent is. Um, it goes against <laughs> the rest of um, December for many hmm. of us because it's we're at uh, it's rush right. We're in the middle of this season of rushing and uh, attending parties or buying gifts or decorating your house or you know the list continue baking cookies or whatever is on your list. And uh, I think Advent is so important to us because it slows us down a bit so that we in our hearts as Caroline so um, put that are prepared um, and maybe slow down a little bit yeah to think and to pray and to um, prepare our hearts yeah yeah so it, that's that's good too and I think when you when you talk about that I'm reminded of of the story of Mary and Martha in scripture Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we start with about Christmas, all we, start, the, when we when we think of preparing for Christmas, it is, it's all those things. It's the buying of the gifts. It's the baking of the cookies. Mm-hmm. It's the, the preparing, you know, it's getting ready for the parties. It's whatever, blah, 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 blah. Hustle, bustle, go, 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 go. But then when you think in the, and again, I get, here's a dichotomy again of, of preparing for Christmas versus preparing for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's a, there's a, the, the, it's a, it's a lot different and it, it looks a lot different. And, um, it is very countercultural when we begin to think about preparing for Christ. 
I think one of the things that, that makes it a challenge is that that we are. I don't know how. What's the right word here? I, I don't know how. Um, how how effective we are in general, just in preparation. I mean, you think about our lives so often when we celebrate folks who can just wing it. You know, <laughs> those folks are considered. You know, that, that's the we look for those kind of people. We want to find people who can just wing it. Um. And if you just wing it, then then you have taken very little time to prepare. And, and there is has for a long time been this um, this uh, perception in in ministry circles that 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 those in youth ministry particularly are the kings and queens of winging it. Uh, so <laughs> uh, as we shift kind of this to this thought about how preparation, what what role does preparation play? Or should preparation play in ministry in, in y'all's minds as if, if to to if we want to encourage uh, those in ministry to to move beyond winging it into to to careful preparation for ministry? what what would what what would you say or some 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 pointers for that? You know what word came to my mind um, is expect or expectancy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Chris, when you talked about the difference between a visitor and a guest, when we prepare um, for a guest, we're, we're expecting someone to show up. And I think that's true in ministry. If we do our due diligence and we are prepared for um, ministry, prepared for guests, then um, they come. You know, if we are, are properly prepared it's easier to receive. Yeah. And, and, and so as you're saying that, what, what that makes me think is this, is that if I am expecting, if I am preparing with an expectation that something's going to happen, then I have thought through what my expectations are. Mm-hmm. And therefore I have thought through what my, what the, um, what the outcomes are that I want to see in whatever ministry or program that I'm doing, which again says I put more thought into it than just, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do this X, Y, or Z, and we'll see what happens. But we've actually thought through what are we trying to accomplish, which to me is always the, the question that um, I, I was I was fairly new in youth ministry 30 years ago or almost 30 years ago now when, and, and it was about the time that Doug Fields wrote the Purpose Driven Youth Ministry. Yeah. And it, it blessed me and cursed me because now <laughs> I am like, I am that annoying three-year-old that asks why a thousand times. Because I always want to know why are we doing that, and if we can't, if we don't have a clear why, then then let's not do it. And so, curses to you, Doug Fields. Uh, anyway, what other what other <laughs> thoughts do you have about? <laughs> probably not the best thing to do for my career choices because Doug Fields, <laughs> like he's like Midas of youth ministry. Anyway, what other thoughts do you have in terms of 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 preparing in ministry? So the for thing- me, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I no, go, Laura. I love when we both let's ooh, let's have a fight over who's gonna go ahead. <laughs> no, no, Laura, Laura, I have a I have a number, but it's one or two. Which one do you think it is? I think it's one. Oh, Caroline, you gotta go first. It was a two. There you go. Oh wow. <laughs> so I was um I was just thinking about the fact, you know, Chris, you mentioned that we all sometimes tend to not be prepared and we become professionals at flying by the seat of our pants. And um and that's when uh, I think burnout can set in mm-hmm. and because of all the doing rather than the being. And so there's an aspect of being prepared, being 
prepared rather than doing prepared. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think when you when you are thinking about that, it's a good time during, like you mentioned, the dichotomy of the rush of the season and the spiritual uh, aspect of it being Advent to to think about that. Am I feeling burnout? Am I? I, I remember years and years in ministry that I, I wished Advent away until Christmas because, and then I was so exhausted that we would, um, we would stay in our pajamas for days after Christmas. And I would, you know, like on Christmas day, I would fix a bunch of hors d'oeuvre kind of foods and put them in the fridge and we would binge what we would pick something to binge watch. Just to rest. And it was awful. Only on the Cultivating Ministry podcast, we turned hors d'oeuvre into an adjective. We made some hors d'oeuvre food. (laughs) Hors d'oeuvre food, yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Hammed a lot. Hors d'oeuvre. There you go. We make up words. We do a couple others. The the dichotomy of hors d'oeuvre foods. (laughs) Yes, versus Um, the full meal. That's right. I'm, I'm I'm really fascinated, Caroline, and I'm Lauren. I'll come to you to, to share your thoughts. But I, I'm really intrigued. I guess maybe maybe it's a better word than fascinating. But and I think it could be another podcast episode. But this this idea of the difference in doing and being, mm-hmm. um, man, that's that's exactly that Martha Mary. I mean, you had Martha who was doing, and you had Mary who was being with Jesus. And, and man, I think there's so much, there's, boy, there's a lot we can unpack there. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's, it's one of those things that's, that, that it can become so easy to be consumed with doing in ministry that we forget the being part. And the being part is how we tending to our own souls, to our own walk with Jesus. Um, and really, I think to me, that's a lot of what, and you probably said this, Caroline, but that's a lot of what the season of Advent does. It's, it's it, it reminds me to 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 be, um, and rediscover who I am in in Christ. Mar, what are you going to say? Well, it it was along those lines, really, because I love to be pre- to be prepared to have. Um, like we're going on an outing with our family. I've got changes of clothes for both the boys i've got are you, you know, wait, are you one of those people who sends out spreadsheets before vacations no 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 i, okay. I might make one for myself but i don't send it to other people so uh, yep are those people the other guys. the others are with me but it makes me feel in control is really what it is yeah. that that nothing's going to happen that i don't have a solution for but that mm-hmm. is that it's doing again you know so um so I think sometimes we can get so caught up in being prepared that we are not preparing our hearts like Caroline was. I mean, that's exactly it. And so, um, and with that too, talking about in ministry and in just in general life and those expectations, like a lot of times I have to let go of like a goal in mind. I get it. But when I think, okay, we're going to have these, um, 
we're going to do a, a group photo and we're all going to be wearing these same shirts and we're going to line up just this way. And of course it doesn't happen that way. I mean, like that's ridiculous, but in my head, that's what I've made it out. You know, like I've already taken the photo in my head and I've prepared, I've done everything I can in my control to do those things, yep. but that's not what it's about. You know, like, yes, be prepared and, and make sure that no one like falls off the edge of the mountain, but um, but be there in the moment. And when people want to do a goofy photo, that's great. You know, yeah. whatever. That's a silly, you know, example, but. So one of the ways yeah. that I've, one of the ways I've, I've experienced kind of what you're talking about is, is at each of us has, has had experience um, coordinating or working with a team of folks who put on a, a, a an event, a large event. And I am, it's so funny because I've always said that I've, I've learned to trust and I've learned to be okay with the fact that because people always ask me, Hey, you guys ready for, you know, that event? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, pretty much. But I always know that we're, and, and it's always like, I know that it's going to come together, but even more so than coming together is there's always those, there are always those things that we never plan for mm-hmm. that God just shows up. And it's those things that are usually the most memorable things of those events. And it's like, and sometimes I'm like, why do we even plan on this crap? You know, because I'm like, I was like, we worked so hard to make this happen. Nobody even talked about, you know, it's that whole <laughs> me, me, me. And why didn't the stuff that we worked so hard on, you know, it's, but God does these cool things. And I, I, I've, I just have gotten where I really enjoy those moments and enjoy um, when those, when they do happen. Um, even here's how I, preparation. Here's mm-hmm. how I would explain that, Chris. I think we have our part to do to prepare, yep. whether it be for a big event a small youth group event, um, our hearts, um, but the expect expectancy, if I could say the word right, yeah, um, is that God's going to show up in that, and and if we're well prepared, uh, then I know that I can handle um, those God moments a little bit better and um, be able to go with it, and that that could be an event or it could be even in your personal life. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that that's where that expectancy comes in yeah. um well if you and that's just it if you're and that's, that's a really good point Kay. because if you're not if you're not prepared then you're running around trying to worry about those details that you didn't mm-hmm. prepare for if you are prepared you aren't spending as much there's not as much there's not as much bandwidth being spent on 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 those details and you can know that trust that those are going to happen and then you can be in tune with where god is going to show up right you might miss it if yeah. you're not yeah prepared yeah. and you're in those details working those things out. One of my favorite analogies is that this idea that, well, it, it kind of fits here that of, of a roller coaster. And it's so often we think that, you know, that, 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 that being prepared allows us it, it, being prepared is that safety net. It's that harness that goes around us that allows us to throw up our hands and enjoy the ride. Yeah. And we've done our due diligence. Awesome. We've done our due diligence and being prepared. Then we can, we can rest assured because I'm not getting on any roller coaster without a harness. <laughs> but I'll get on every one of them and I trust every one of them when I've got a harness on, I'll throw my hands up and enjoy the ride. But so often if we're not prepared, then we, we feel like we're riding a roller coaster without a harness. Um, yeah. And so I think that's the, the, the one way to look at that. That's good. That's good stuff. But you know, last parting thoughts about being prepared. Just do it. Just do it. Take yeah. the time. I mean, Take yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. The song is joy to the world, by the way. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I knew that wasn't right, but then I yeah. couldn't come up with it. There it is. 
So everyone that was saying it's joy to the world. Yeah. We got it. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing more humbling than being corrected on a podcast. Thanks so much. For You're that. welcome. <laughs> so uh, I do have our, our random fact of the week. If you are ready to close yeah. out. I'm ready. I am prepared. Are you prepared? I am prepared. Are you holding a sock? No, it is actually oh, I'm okay. cleaning the Sorry. rocket book. <laughs> oh yeah. I love my rocket books. Yes, we should get rocket book as a sponsor. That's what we should do. Well, there I think we just did. Let's call them. <laughs> yeah, they did. The only problem is they're getting sending this sponsors. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we're so holding we'll, this podcast till they send us something. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Um, Sorry. I'm prepared so for the fact of the day. Anybody want to guess how many McDonald's burgers are sold in the world in every second? Oh, every, every second? second a billion. How many McDonald's I know. I was going to guess some kind of billion. Are sold every second? I'm going to say three million. Three million every second. That's a lot of burgers. I don't know. <laughs> Two. I feel like it's got to be big. It's going to be so. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be so Two. disappointing if it's like six burgers. Seven. Seven point yeah. three. Okay, you want to guess? Seven point three. Um, I okay. Since you reacted that way, I'm going to yeah. say seven hundred and eighty-three thousand. Seventy-five. God, oh. Seventy-five oh, burgers. 75 was, this burgers. is a terrible Dude, fact. Hold on, that's, hold on. You were the you closest. Were closest. Closest without going <laughs> over price. What, what, how many did you say, Laura? Three million. Three million. Three million would be times every second would be that'd be a hundred eighty million every minute. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Times sixty, that'd be. <laughs> How, Look, there, my, like, calculator, my calculator said when I put times. It doesn't 60, go that big. It'd be that many every <laughs> every hour. That's a big number. But what we need to know, to power. so that this has meaning, is okay. Seventy-five McDonald's hamburgers are sold every second. How many heart attacks per second are there? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Ooh. Hold because hold on, I can. Y'all keep talking. I'll Google that. There may be a direct correlation. So Car Caroline is saying there's a correlation between <laughs> the number of um, somebody. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. How many billion, Listen. like 10 billion restaurant, McDonald's restaurants in the world or something? Remember, yeah, it used to be on their sign. It was, well, no, it, it was billions like served, million right? served, right? Oh, served. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Right. That's where my first guess came from. But I think, um, I don't think McDonald's wants to be our sponsor. Maybe we can go back to Rocketbook. Yeah, that's probably a better choice. Um, so in the United States, not worldwide, in the United States, one heart attack occurs every 34 seconds. So there are a lot more burgers being sold than there are there's, heart attacks. But there's probably more heart attacks in the U.S. than in other countries, honestly, mm -hmm. because we eat probably most of those burgers. Yeah. There are 38,000 yeah. McDonald's locations. Oh. Worldwide? In over 100 countries. I know there's one in Honduras. I've been to that one before and they serve um they serve like um eggs and beans in breakfast, black beans and eggs. So you can do you got that going for you. In case you ever get a real hankering for some black beans and eggs, you can always Just hop head a plane. on down. You can always hop a plane to Tegucigalpa and get you some at the airport. Nice. Have y'all ever had trouble ordering a quarter pounder in another country because they don't know what a quarter pound is? <laughs> <laughs> Never.
<laughs> because what's a pound? They're on the metric system. So what's your right? So what you really need? I need a quarter so gram. Which sounds like you. Which sounds like you go to McDonald's to order a dime bag. Yeah, no <laughs> All right, we got to we're, we're off well, the rails. Let's yep. wrap this thing up. Okay. See you next great, week. Uh, yeah, Enjoy you your week. Advent. Have a great week of Advent. We'll see you next week on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.